guys. Welcome. Good morning. Go ahead and grab a seat. As Abby said, my name is Emily Hotho. I am the superintendent for the Gulf Central District of the United Methodist Church, which just means that I work with churches in this four-county area, uh, encouraging them and helping them to live out their God-given mission. Would you all pray with me as we begin our message time this morning? Let us pray. God, we are so grateful to be here in your presence this morning. God, as Chris and Erica are traveling this morning, we pray your blessing upon them that this morning would be uh, a Sabbath and a time for them to reconnect. God, we are here this morning to hear a word from you. So God, speak through your scriptures to our hearts this morning and send us out to ignite hope and change in this Tampa Bay area. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is a Waterford Crystal Champagne Flutes. My husband and I received a pair of these to celebrate our engagements. They came from his rich aunts and uncle who live in New York. They came in a big, heavy box, like beautifully wrapped with a velvet ribbon tied in a perfect bow. Uh, if you feel them, they're heavy, like high quality, sparkling, beautiful. We've used them twice, I think. Like, we haven't used them many times. Most of the time, they sit in a china cabinet in our dining room with the few other nice things we own, kind of looking pretty. I would guess at our 25th wedding anniversary or maybe our 50th, we'll pull these out and have a toast. Or maybe when the first one of our kids gets engaged, we might pass these down as a gift. This is a trash can. More specifically, this is our kitchen recycling bin where we toss bottles and cans and paper and plastic, and when it gets full, we take it out to the recycling bin outside. I like my trash can. I definitely could not get by without my trash can. I need a trash can. Uh, it's useful to me, but when I am toasting my 50th wedding anniversary, I'm not gonna drink champagne out of a trash can, right? When my first child gets engaged and I want to pass on a family heirloom to them, I'm not going to send them my dirty, teal, plastic trash can. Now, pastors Erica and Chris uh, tell me that you all, Horizon Church, have been in a sermon series about the book of the Bible called Second Timothy, uh, that you've been exploring these words from the Apostle Paul to his young protege, Timothy, uh, words that remind Timothy and reminds us today, again and again, uh, not to settle. So we get now to this passage today in 2 Timothy uh, 2, verses 20 and 21. It says, in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Or the message translation of the Bible says of these same verses, uh, it says it this way, it says, in a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but trash cans and compost buckets. Some containers, it says, are used to serve fine meals, and others are to take out the garbage. It says, become the kind of container that God can use 
to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. Now, I will confess to you that I don't think I have ever really noticed before these two little verses in the Bible. Like when I read them, when Chris and Erica sent me the text for today and asked me to preach on it, I was like surprised to find that these verses were in the Bible. I'm sure I've read them before, uh, but I've just never really noticed them before. So I'm so grateful that your pastors gave me this opportunity to explore these verses today because I think they say something uh, really important and really beautiful today for you and for me and for Horizon Church as a whole. See, I think there's a lot of verses, a lot of stories, a lot of sermons in the, in the Bible that glorify the humble trash can, right? Verses or stories or scriptures that celebrate things that are small or ordinary, uh, the everyday ways of serving, right? We've got the story in the Bible about the little boy who gave his lunch, the five loaves and the two fishes so that Jesus could bless it and, and people could eat. He gave a small ordinary thing. We've got the story about the widow who gave her two coins in the offering, and it says that it was valuable because it was all she had. She gave a small, ordinary amount. Or in 1 Corinthians, we read about how the church is kind of like a body, and all the parts are valuable, and that scripture kind of tells us not everyone gets to be the head. Someone's got to be uh, the spleen or the small intestine or the left elbow, right? We spend so much time, I think, telling people uh, that it's okay to serve God in small ways, that it's okay to serve God in ordinary ways, and it is. That is so true. It's such a good thing to serve God by, say, being polite to your grocery store clerk or helping your elderly neighbor or letting someone in front of you in traffic. Those are all good things that are useful to God, and I hope you keep doing those things. But this scripture, right, this scripture flips the script and says, hey, maybe you're not the trash can. Maybe you're the crystal goblet. Maybe your calling is big. Maybe your calling is something really special, something really unique, something really amazing. This scripture asks us to consider whether maybe your mission in life is something big and life-changing, world-changing. To consider maybe whether you can be what the text says is an instrument for special purposes, made holy, useful, to the master and prepared to do any good work. This text is not meant to disparage the trash can. We all need a trash can. But this scripture says, don't just assume you're the trash can. Maybe you're the goblet. Maybe God has something really big, really powerful, really special for you to do in this world. The theme of this entire sermon series has been Don't Settle. I've been watching online with you guys these last few weeks in preparation for today, and I think we hear that theme, Don't Settle, Don't Settle, echoing in this morning's text as well. When I was a college student, I attended a United Methodist campus ministry. I went to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, and I attended a student group there that met for worship on campus on Wednesday nights. 
as part of that ministry, I served on the tech team. Uh, I was one of those people in the back clicking the slides on the computer and setting up the light trees and running the sound cables. Not so much because it was a passion of mine. It didn't particularly interest me, uh, but because it was something I could do that was good for introverts. I was shy and I was quiet, and this particular job kept me in the back, hiding behind my computer screen, no leading, no talking, no interacting with anybody. I just got to sit back there and push my buttons, nice and safe in my comfort zone. I remember one Wednesday night when the pastor was up on stage speaking, and he said something about taking an extended several weeks of time off uh, for a sabbatical or a family vacation or something, and he said he was looking for some students to volunteer to give the sermon for a few Wednesday nights. And I remember kind of peeking over the computer screen from the back of the room, and there was something inside me that said, I want to do that. I could do that. I would love to do that. But then I thought, no, I'm too shy. I would get too nervous. Maybe they should ask one of the students who's better in front of a crowd or more outgoing or something like that. I thought, I'm sure he already has people in mind who would be better than me. I, I won't volunteer. I won't say anything. And I didn't. And it took me about two more years of experiences like that for God to get my attention that I was actually being called into ordained ministry. Now, I know I'm just a visitor here today. We've just barely met this morning, but I wonder this morning, what about you? If the message this morning is to never settle and to consider whether God might be calling you to something big, something amazing, something world-changing, I wonder this morning, what about you? Maybe you're someone who loves to read and study scripture and discuss its meaning. Maybe you love going to your small group during the week and having Bible study. And maybe you've had the thought in the back of your mind that says, I could lead a group. I could lead a Bible study. And then maybe you've quickly dismissed it, kind of like just I did when I was a college student. Well, why, why not you? I wonder this morning, why not you? Don't, don't settle. God might want to do big things through you. Or maybe you really like serving in the community. Maybe you make those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or you volunteer at the free grocery store, or you help out at the elementary school, and maybe when you do that, maybe you've had the spark of an idea for a mission or a ministry that could be something bigger. Maybe you felt called to start something or to lead something that could shine light and ignite change in Tampa Bay and in the world. Why not you? Don't settle. You might not be the trash can. You might be the goblet. Maybe your financial giving has been, you know, like many of us, kind of what's left over. What we can afford after we've spent on everything else we've needed for the month. Maybe for some of you this morning, maybe God is calling you to go bigger with your generosity, right? To consider tithing or going beyond tithing to make a huge difference for Horizon Church and beyond. Don't settle. Go big. You might be the goblet. 
Maybe it's been on your heart to make uh, kind of a big move in your relationships or your family life, something that would be a huge change, but maybe it's a calling from God. Go, don't settle. Go big. You might be the goblet. Maybe God's been nudging you to consider changing careers to something that fits more with your passions or your values. Maybe some of you are even considering full-time ministry of some kind as a career. Why not you? It might be you. Don't settle. God could be calling you to something big. Right? So much of scripture, so many stories, so many sermons, so many Bible studies glorify the small the ordinary, the everyday. Today, though, I just want you to flip the script like our text did for us and think about maybe one area of your life where God might be calling you not to settle, but to do something really big. The other thing I love, love, love about this scripture is that it seems to say that anyone can be the goblet, that anyone can do something big with their lives, that anyone can be used by God to make a significant impact in the world. That it's not some sort of magic, maybe if you're lucky, maybe if you're chosen, that it's actually up to you and up to me. We look at the verb here in verse 21. It says, those who cleanse themselves. Those who cleanse themselves will be instruments of this special purpose. Not those who are lucky, not the few who are chosen, but those who cleanse themselves. This weekend, I took one of my four times a year or so trips to Goodwill. Anyone do some spring cleaning recently? Maybe you've done this too, right? You know how this goes. I go through the baby stuff and get the things that my youngest and final child has outgrown. We don't need a high chair anymore. We don't need that booster seat anymore. We've sized up out of this or that, and I load the things into the SUV. I go through everyone's clothes and pass things down to siblings that'll fit somebody else. And if they won't, they uh, go in a trash bag and get loaded up in that donation trip to Goodwill. I look around at the household stuff. I look over uh, the gifts that maybe I received that someone meant well, but it's just not really working like I thought it would, or the things I bought on a whim that I thought I would like, and I don't like them as much as I thought. All that clutter gets bagged up and boxed up loaded into the car, and it gets dropped off at that Goodwill drive through window. And it is amazing, right, to see your car just like piled high, stuffed to the brim with all this clutter that, that you didn't need and you didn't want, and it's just taking up space in our house. When Paul in this scripture talks about cleansing ourselves, he's talking about that same kind of looking around and taking inventory looking around inside of our lives and getting rid of maybe the things that don't belong, the things that are maybe not working like we thought, things that are not useful so that we can then be useful in service to God. The scripture says to clean out what is dishonorable so that we can be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Paul goes on in the next few verses to tell us uh, some of the clutter that we need to clear out so that we can be useful for God. I love these verses. It says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 
don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels. So he tells us two things right in that passage to clean out of our lives so that we can be as useful as possible to God. And he says it's evil desires and stupid arguments. Evil desires and stupid arguments. I don't know about you, but how many times do those two things just get us in trouble, cause, cause trouble in our lives? Evil desires and stupid arguments. Paul says, grab a trash bag, inventory your lives, and load those things up and take them to goodwill. We are cleaning those things out of our lives, he says, so that we can be a vessel for God to use to do big things in this community and in this world. So I hope you'll consider that today and this week, that maybe God is calling you to do something big, some purpose, some mission, some calling that might be out of the ordinary. But in order to hear it, in order to be ready for it, we got to do a bit of cleanup to get our lives ready for the big things that God wants to do. Final thing uh, that I want to say in my work as the district superintendent for the Gulf Central District, I do oversee more than 80 churches in Pinellas, Pasco, Hillsborough, and Polk counties. And I want you all to know that I think this scripture applies today, not just to you as individuals, but in a special way. I think these verses are meant for you all as Horizon Church. I think you are at a place and time in your church's young history where God is calling you all to do big and amazing things in the Tampa Bay area. You all have this awesome team of pastors and staff and volunteers. You are the newest, you are the youngest church in our district. You are growing uh, at a time when lots of other churches of, of every kind are struggling. Uh, you are reaching people in this Tampa Bay community that, that for whatever reason, like no one else is, you all are doing unique and amazing things. I'm so excited for your church's permanent home coming in September, and I am super pumped for your community nights uh, this summer at the Magnolia Building on the Hyde Park campus. I hope to be there for some of them, and maybe I'll see you there as well. I think God is calling Horizon Church to big things. And I think they need each and every one of you here this morning to be a part of it in some way. So I hope that you are praying regularly for your church. I hope you're giving. I hope you're serving. I hope you're leading. I hope you're inviting your friends to come check it out. And most of all this week, I hope you'll consider how God might be calling you to do something big and amazing. Let us pray. God, we're grateful for this story this morning. We're grateful for these verses uh, that came from the Apostle Paul to his protege, Timothy, and reminded that young person uh, that he was not small or insignificant, that he was not called to just ordinary things in this world, but that God had uh, a big and amazing purpose and a calling for his life. God, we're thankful that that is true for each of us this morning. Uh, that we don't have to wait to be the few or the special or the chosen, that we can clean our lives out of stupid arguments and evil desires, and that each and every one of us can be a vessel for your special purposes. God, speak to us this morning and throughout this week about our calling to do something big and to never, ever settle. In Jesus' name, amen.